0: Thank you so much, Madam Chairwoman, uh, Ranking Member Ledger-Fernandez, and members of the Indian and Insular Affairs Subcommittee. My name is Nicholas Lovesey. I am Director of Policy for the Native American Finance Officers Association, and would like to thank you for the time uh, to speak with you today about tribal uh, autonomy and energy development. Over the past two years, NAFOA has made tribal energy development and policy a focus of our organization, and a goal of ours to help increase tribes' ability to participate in the new energy economy and help unlock the massive energy potential of Indian country. There's two points I really wanna stress before continuing. First, there should be a focus on leveling the playing field and ensuring that tribes have a fair opportunity to compete, fair. Second, NFOA is energy source agnostic. Uh, A crucial part of tribal self-determination is being allowed to make the decisions based upon the unique needs and situations of any individual tribe. So first I'd like to talk about the Loan Program Office. Uh, Last summer, as part of the Inflation Reduction Act, they made an important change of allowing the Loan Program Office to offer loans directly. Previously, they'd had to go through a third party. Uh, This is an important change and hopefully will help decrease some of the friction in the process of offering loans. Additionally, they changed uh, from $2 billion to $20 billion, the amount of loans that are able for LPO to offer. Uh, These changes are a major step forward. Unfortunately, we've yet to see LPO grant any loans, and there are unnecessary stumbling blocks in the way. Also in the IRA, were provisions limiting the use of appropriated funds by making the loan subject to federal support restrictions. DOE has heard from Congress and tribes that this restriction creates uncertainty when trying to get loans to projects through the LPO program. Also part of the IRA, Congress made an exciting, well, I guess I'm kind of stretching the definition of exciting, change to tribal energy development by allowing tribes to access the federal direct pay clean energy tax credits. Adding up these bonuses, these credits potentially enable a tribe to cover 70% of a project's cost. NFOA has been working with the Department of Treasury to ensure that information about these changes in tax credits are available to all tribes that are interested in taking advantage of them. However, it's been slow to get guidance out, and this has caused a number of programs to enter essentially a holding pattern while they wait to find out what's going to be available with direct pay credits. Uh, for almost a year now, tribes have had to wait for Treasury to release guidance. And even though they've started the process, they haven't completed it, and there are still important questions remaining outstanding. Another important area that's blocking tribal energy development is the lack of uh, decision-making on tribally chartered corporations. NFOA participated with uh, Tetra and NCAI as part of a Department of Treasury Dear Tribal Leader letter sent around in May of this year. Per the Department of Treasury's letter, presently, there is no guidance addresses the federal tax status of corporations chartered under tribal law that may be wholly owned, majority owned, or jointly owned by tribes. In response to substantial tribal leader requests for guidance on this question for over 30 years, Treasury's Office of Tax Policy is seeking tribal leader feedback. Why is this important to tribal energy development? As anyone who's worked in the energy industry knows, that how you structure these partnerships can be just as important as what the project is itself. Uh, Whether it's being able to defer risk, whether it's about who owns the project, being able to seek financing. These are important questions that remain uncertain. And these are all part of the problems that play into tribal energy development issues. Another area that doesn't get enough talk, in my opinion, is staffing. Uh, There's a severe lack of staff that understand both tribal energy and also just energy in general. They don't have enough staff to work with experience in tribes and also in energy. Uh, A good example of this would be COVID, where a number of departments had to quickly staff up to deal with the millions and millions of dollars that Congress was nice enough to appropriate. but they didn't have enough people who understood uh, tribal issues. And we spent a lot of the last two years working with uh, the staff to try to help them understand, because many of these offices never dealt with tribal issues before. Uh, I wanna thank everyone for the time today, and uh, we look forward to working with Congress and the committee on any uh, potential future legislation. Thank you. I thank the witness for his testimony. And the chair now recognizes Ms. Bita Becker for five minutes.